This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Now, on to the show! Ooh, that's a bingo! <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 35. We're back in the building, back in the place to be. My name is Nate Chacombe the Third. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. Welcome back to Short Story Bingo. Again, episode 35. Episode 34 is in the books. Uh, the Mummy's Curse. That was, uh, as I was reading it, I like I was saying in the, in the description I wrote, I felt like it was like a, like a, like I felt like it was reading the Mummy, like the Brandon Fraser movie or whatever. So I got a, I got a kick out of it, and I definitely snopes the shit out of that whole thing because uh, I knew that you guys were gonna do it before me, and I'm fucking fact check McGee, Jesus. <clears throat> Anyhow, so this week uh, we are gonna read uh, out of the complete tales and poems of Edgar Allan Poe. I could read out of this book probably literally every week because there's so much in here. The last uh, Edgar Allan Poe story I read was. All the way back on episode two, so go back all the way there. Shat, it was a shadow, a parable. It was pretty good. They're all pretty good. I mean, some of them are kind of confusing, but we're gonna read it. A, a, a classic, the Tell Tale Heart. Um, it's a good one about a guy that uh, murders a guy, and then, well, we'll just listen. And uh, it's it's a uh, one of those where the guilty conscience gets the best of this dude. Anyhow. The top three countries, let's go through them. Uh, the UK, Russia, and Canada uh, are rounding out the top beyond the United States. And then uh, beyond uh, Utah, uh, the top three uh, downloaded uh, states that are listening to the podcast um, are California. Tied for second is Maryland and Virginia. And then uh, coming in third is Texas. And then I um, wanted to say that... I was looking already at May, and uh, I just thought it was funny that Mexico was already on the top three. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Hope you guys were uh, safe, sound, and if you got something crazy that happened, I hope you have a good lawyer. Um, anyhow, so let's move on to the random Twitter follower shout out. And uh, I really don't know these cats, so this is super random. Um, they, uh, it's at hungov1, uh, and that's H-U-N-G, like hungover, but H-U-N-G-O-V, and then the number one. They're, uh, based out of Salt Lake. I just checked their, uh, description, and I was going through some of their tweets, and they seem pretty, pretty funny. I mean, I'm following them back, so there's that. Anyhow, uh, let's get into a little bit more of what, um this story is going to kind of be about as far as like what I took from it. Um, I think it's, I think it's more so, a a tale that will, like I said, like I was saying earlier, definitely 
like speaks to like the guilty conscience of people as after they think that they're doing something in the right and we'll like well, obviously we'll dive into it afterwards but um, I'm pretty excited to read this one I haven't read I haven't read it in a while so like just like everything like I want to read the Raven out of this I know it's gonna be a long one but I want to read the Raven too by Edgar Allan Poe just to re-get that one out at least for myself if nothing else um also what was also was gonna say oh yeah Big shout out to our sponsor at Clean Cut Barbershop. Just mentioned the podcast, Short Story Bingo. You get $5 off your first uh, service. They are on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. Special, special shout out to them. And then also, um, I'm gonna, I am I got an announcement next Friday to make uh, about uh, being on a radio program out here. KRCL 90.9, the Friday Night Fallout Show. Uh, Keith McDonald and myself, um, I think we're going to be starting next Friday, which is what? 7, 8, 9, 10, like the 11th, May 11th. Ooh, 90.9 FM. But episode 35, short story bingo, and there is the intro music. Jesus. <coughs> Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. True. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous. I had been and am. But why will you say that I'm mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. Damn, dog. Fucking super hearing aid. How then am I mad? Hearken! I just love reading that word. Hearken! How then am I mad? Hearken! And observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yeah, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. That's glycoma, man. Or glucoma or glycoma. Whatever the fuck. Glaucoma. That one. Like, take it easy on his eye. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you loved him, this is definitely like the beginning of a serial. Like the scene is like the guy um, at the steel table in a lonely interrogation room. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to do it. It haunted me. It reminds me of uh, uh, that movie with John Cusack in it. And he's at the hotel and he's taking care of all those people. What the hell is that movie called? Um and it's actually the what it is is the um the killer already in prison and he's about to be executed. Do you guys know I think you guys know what I'm talking about. I gotta look it up really quick. Uh da, da, da. hotel. Um but this is exactly what it reminds me of, like the guy's just like telling his story and 
Um, identity. That's it. Identity. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Like, if you haven't seen it in a while or have not at all, then it's a really good movie. Anyway, okay. I love the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture, a pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Jesus, man. If you can hear the birds in the background, I'm sorry. Or if you like the sound of birds, then you're welcome. (laughs) Now, this is the point. You fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimula- uh, dissimulation I went to work. So he's like, yo, man, I'm, I'm not crazy. I knew what I was doing and I did it well. You'll, I'm not, you're going to find out how I did it. I was never kinder to the old man. Oh, kinder. Jesus. I was never kinder. Come on, bro. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. Ooh, boy. Someone's acting real nice to you. You better check that shit at the door if they haven't ever been nice to you. Something's happening. Something's coming up. They're prepping you. Ooh, don't... I, I think we've all probably experienced something like that and been like... Man, they were super nice like the whole week before and then just dropped a bombshell on me thinking that I'm just supposed to accept it because they've been super nice to me. I was never kinder, kinder, (laughs) I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. And every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it. Oh, so gently. And then when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed so that no light shone out, and then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust in. I moved it slowly, very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. (laughs) Would a man-man have been so wise at this? And then, when my head was well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously. Oh, so cautiously. Cautiously, for the hinges cracked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. It's not a vulture's eye, man. It's a regular eye, okay? Like, and this I did for seven long nights. That's 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 dedication, if I must say. You know, that's definitely having a plan, putting uh, next action steps together, and absolutely doing your best to accomplish that. I, and I did this for seven long nights. This this action of just sneaking into this guy's room and like shedding the light upon the eye. What, first off, does he leave his eye open? So, I mean, 
that should tell you that he's got an issue if he's leaving his eye open and you're putting a light into it and he's not waking up. Sir, how about be a friend if you love this guy and recommend him to his local, you know, Instacare or whatever was going on at that time. <laughs> and I did, and this I did for seven long nights. Every night, just at midnight. Okay, here we go. Sorry. But I found the eye always closed. Okay. All right. And so it was impossible to do the work. For it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone and inquiring how he had passed the night. So you see, he would just have been a very profound old man indeed to suspect that every night just at 12 I looked in upon him while he slept just dude just like buttering him up like oh how'd you sleep man was it good yeah okay upon the eighth night I was more than usually cautious in the opening uh, in opening the door so he's gone a week so this is the eighth night upon the eighth night I was more than usually cautious in opening the door a watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers. Opening the door little by little, and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea, and perhaps he heard me, for he moved on the bed suddenly, as if startled. Now you may think that I drew back, but no. His room is as black as pitch with the thick darkness. For the shutters were close fastened through fear of ro- uh, through fear of robbers. Okay, so nobody's going to see. Good. And so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it on steadily, steadily. I had my head in and was about to open the lantern. Uh oh, when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening and the old man sprang up in the bed crying out, Who's there? Fucking me, man. Sorry, that's my fault. I'll just go back to my room. Maybe we'll try this on the ninth night. <laughs> that's where the, if he did that, then the story doesn't even, that's my fault. I, I kept quiet still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move a muscle. And in the meantime, I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed listening. Ooh, because he's blind. Why didn't he just get up? I guess that's a little creepy to just get up after you hear someone like might be there and they're not answering. I get that. Just as I have done night after night. Okay, I kept quiet. I kept quite still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move a muscle, and in the meantime, I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed, listening, just as I have done night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. Presently, I heard a slight groan, and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or of grief. Oh, no. It was the low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. I knew the sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the, air, well, when all the world slept, 
When all the world slept. <laughs> it, it, okay. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it has welled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo. The terrors that distracted me. I say I knew it well. I knew what the old man felt and pitied him. Although I chuckled at heart, because you're a dick. I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first slight noise. When he had turned in the bed, his fears had been ever since growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless. Oh, that can't be anything. You know, like, oh, fuck. But could not. He had been saying to himself, it is nothing but the wind in the chimney. It is only a mouse crossing the floor. Or it is merely a cricket which has made a single chirp. Just convincing himself. And I think, you know, we all do that. Yes, he has been trying to comfort himself with these uh, with these sup, uh, sup, uh, suppositions. Did I say that right? Suppositions, yeah. Yes, he has been trying to comfort himself with these suppositions. But he had found all in vain. All in vain. Because death, in approaching him, had stalked with his black shadow before him. And enveloped the victim. And it was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel... Although we neither saw nor heard to feel the presence of my head within the room. Dude knew what was going to come like happen. So that's like creepy to me. When I had waited a long time, very patiently without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily until at length a single dim ray, like the thread of the spider, shot from out the crevice and fell full upon the vulture eye. It was open. Wide, wide open. And I grew furious as I gazed upon it. I saw it with perfect distinctness. All a dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my skin in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed the ray as if by instinct precisely upon the damned spot. And now, have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but over acuteness of the senses? Now, I say there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury, as the beating of a drum stimulates a soldier into courage. That's it. I thought it was like a... I thought... Oh, I'm just going to say what I thought. I, As I thought I remembered it obviously it's not correct but uh, I thought he killed him I thought he kills the guy and then like he just continues to hear the heart so he's still alive and he's hearing the heart now okay good this is good all right and now have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but over acuteness of the senses now I I say there came to my ears a low a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. So it's a good, like, description. Just, like, you can barely hear it, but, like, it's distinct enough. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. 
They increase my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into cure, into into courage. Damn, this guy's heart and his eye pissing, is pissing you off. But even yet, I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. Well, you should fucking absolutely breathe, man. Take it easy. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meantime, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker, and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder. I see louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. So I am. And now at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. Yet... For some minutes longer, I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder, louder. I thought the heart might, uh, I thought the heart must burst. And now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. So he's like, okay, so he's, and, and now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. So he's like, oh shit, I got to do this now because otherwise someone's going to hear this. The old man's hour had come. With a ya- loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leapt in- and leaped into the room. Just like Mel Gibson Braveheart stat. <laughs> it's just like, ah! He shrieked once, once only. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. I then smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. Damn. But for many minutes, the heart beat on, uh, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. Ooh, it's going to come. It's going to come to the wall. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone. Stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If you take that fucking eye out and like throw it out, if still you think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. Okay. All right. The night waned and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. Seems pretty natural. I've read definitely about the bloody benders even dismembered the shit out of other people so you're doing what you can to make sure to cover your tracks okay man all right also you're crazy and i don't know why you think that you're not a madman (laughs) you're super fucking crazy i then took up okay first of all i dismembered the corpse i cut off the head and the arms and the legs i then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and uh, deposited all between the scantlings you know that those are going to go, like, bad, right? They're going to start rotting and smell. The Cleveland Strangler. Have you guys heard about this guy, the Cleveland Strangler? Read about him if you have it um, already. But he had a, the, um, a house, a huge house out in, uh, out in Cleveland. And he had, like, so many bodies in there. He, his house was next to a meat uh, like a meat, uh, a, a butcher shop. And, um, the, 
the neighbors uh, in the neighborhood thought that the butcher shop was just like had bad meat in it. So they were like, man, like they all, I think they tore down the fucking butcher shop because of it. Like the butcher shop went out of business because of this dude, Anthony soul. That's what his name is. And, um, so well, uh, but again, the Cleveland Stringer. anyway, yeah, man, you gotta, what, it, uh, also who, um, buried all those bodies under the John Wayne Gacy. Is that who it was? Yeah. That buried all the bodies underneath his, um, house. Or like something like that, and but he put like a ton of lime on him, and his wife found out because she smelled. Uh, I mean, it smelled like fucking shit. It smelled like a dead. It smelled like a rotting rotting corpse was in there. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a little. Let's see how this goes. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber, and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly that no human eye, not even his, because he's dead could have detected anything wrong there was nothing to wash out no stain of any kind no blood spot whatever i had been i had been uh, i had been too wary for that a tub had caught all <laughs> he said it really says ha ha a tub had caught all ha <laughs> when i made an end of these labors it was four o'clock still dark as midnight as the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. Mm, here we go. I went down to open it with a light heart. For what had I now to fear? Oh, shit. There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officers of the police. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. Oh, you're in trouble, sir. Information had been lodged at the police office, and they, the officers, have been asked to search the premises. I smiled, because you're a psycho. I love, like, at the beginning, like, he's trying to describe himself as not a madman, but, like, he's for sure a psycho. I smiled, for what had I had to fear? I bade the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man, I mentioned, was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search well. Search. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from their fatigues while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. Just way too confident, dude. Like, way too confident. Oh, no, take a seat, man. Yeah, no. That's, uh, yeah. No, I got cable. Yeah, we got showtime. We I think I think we're working on getting stars. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I don't have coffee because it's four thirty in the morning, but I can certainly whip some up. I got a French press, just got it uh, on Amazon. Um, uh, surprisingly, yeah, it was only twenty bucks. You got the same one? <laughs> you know what? Let me get my chair. I'm gonna come sit right here in this very specific specific spot. No, I know I'm super far away from you guys, but I really want to sit right here. <laughs> The officers were satisfied. 
My manner had convinced them. I was singular, uh, was singular, uh, single, singularly. Yeah, Jesus, come on, man, you got it. I was singular, singularly. Oh, you got it. Come on. My manner had con- the officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I was singularly at ease. They sat, and while I answered cheer- uh, cheerily, they chatted of familiar things. That's what I'm saying. Look, these guys are just shooting the shit. Yeah, man. I, you know, uh, when I started this job as a police officer, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. So last week, okay, no, and you know her, Betty. So she calls me. She says, "Hey, there's a squaw in my um, fireplace. I don't deal with squaw. Uh, I mean pigeon. Sorry, I know that you're confused over there, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> they're just going over shit." They sat, and while I answered cheerily, they chatted of familiar things. But ere long, I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached, and I fancied a ringing in my ears. But still they sat and still chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it continued and gained definitiveness until at length I found that the noise was not within my ears (sighs) no doubt I now grew very pale but I talked more fluently and with a heightened voice yet the sound increased oh god that's like a pretty good scene of like the like guys like hey man you all right I mean no it's fine you you don't have coffee but you seem I don't know you just went like from Regular flesh looking to uh, passing the toilet paper test. And so I don't know what's going on with you over there, buddy. Yet the sound increased, and what can I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound, much such a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I gasped for breath. And yet the officer heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. I arose and argued about trifles in a high keen with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as if excited to fury by the observation of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, God, what could I do? I foamed. I raved. I swore. I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and grated it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased. The cops were like, whoa, man, whoa, hey, it's okay, man. I don't know what's going on. If if it makes you feel uncomfortable that I am talking about some things that, you know, some sexual positions that I've been trying out, just let us know, man. I just know that this is, you know, locker room talk. God, my name's Roland Trump. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and he's fucking freaking out. He foamed. He says, I foamed. I raved. I swore. I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and grated it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased. It grew louder, 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 and still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. Was it possible they heard not? 
Almighty God, no, no, they heard. They suspected. They knew. Because you're freaking out, man. That's why they suspected maybe anything, because you're fucking weird. They were even they were making a mockery of my horror. This I thought, and this I think, but anything was better than this agony. Anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could hear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die, and now again, hark, louder, louder, louder. Villains, I shrieked. Dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here, it is the beating of his hideous heart. Just gave himself, that's it. So episode 35, sorry, I didn't mean to just end it like that. But yeah, Telltale Heart, episode 35, Edgar Allan Poe. So he just, at the end, just is like, so, okay, I think I've, I did the Simpsons do this or they only did the Raven? I think they did the Telltale Heart also. But I remember how, well, just reading this, you can put the scene into your head, how like deafening that that sound would be and that they're still just talking. And so you're just going crazy. And then be just hopefully to stop the madness, to reveal what you've done. And in that madness, thinking that they're all looking like you're high or something in public or something, you know, then you're like, oh, my God, everyone's for sure looking at me right now when well, no one is because everyone's looking at you all the time. It doesn't matter if you go to a gas station or whatever, you know, people like look at you, even if you're even if you're clearly not under the influence of anything, it's like, you know, you just look at people. And so for him to commit uh, like this, so it, he killed the dude. Killed the old man who he loved. That was at the beginning. And then a neighbor heard something. He thought that he, you know, no one would hear a thing. But because, you know, things were closed or what have you. A neighbor heard something, called the police, said, hey, go check this out. After he eloquently put everything away, and by everything I mean his body parts, the confidence was clear and he just led them around the house it was like yeah man just take a seat whatever you can just hang out it's not weird that it's four o'clock in the morning and you're just hanging out at my house i'm gonna go to sleep i got work tomorrow or something like i don't know why people do that too like with like the fires or something right like if somebody sets a fire to something like they end up coming back to the scene to come take a look at it I haven't done that before, so I don't know what if you know if I would. I maybe you know maybe that would be a thing, I guess, right? As far as like the curiosity, way too into himself, man. That's a good story. The Telltale Heart, Edgar Allan Poe, episode thirty-five. Um, let me know what you think. Go ahead and email me shortstorybingo at gmail dot com or check us out or uh add the instagram or not or please add the instagram as well at uh short story bingo of course uh subscribe share with your with your mates and let them know exactly what we're doing over here um and please uh comment uh that certainly helps a lot and i absolutely read them so thank you guys again uh episode 36 coming up next week and as i mentioned um I'm going to be with Keith McDonald out here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, we're going to, there is also an app for the care for KRCL. You can also go on to krcl.org. We are going to be starting, I believe next week, next Friday. Uh, we're going to be 
beginning our hosting on May 11th. It might be the 18th, but uh, I mean, you'll know. Just plan on the 11th to hear this same sultry voice at uh, 1030 uh, p.m. Mountain Standard Time to 1 uh, a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Again, you can get the app, KRCL. Uh, just search that. It's 90.9 FM. Um, yeah. So, and big, one more time, big shout out to our sponsor at Clean Cut Barbershop. Go ahead and search them on Facebook. The Their link is also in the description. Uh, mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first service, whether that be a cut, whether it be a haircut and a shave, whether that be just a shave. Um, just uh, mention, this, mention the podcast and my boy Jody or Tony or John will hook you up with $5 off your first service. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate, uh, you know, all the love that's been shown. We're at about 318 hits per day. Just uh, checked out the analytics this morning. So that's really exciting. Again, this, the random Twitter follower shout out at hung of one. And, um, the last time you read out of the ground po was episode two. So we check that one out too. You know, anyhow, short story bingo episode 34. Four, yeah, what is it? 34 shit. I'm fucking it up. It is 34. No, it's not, is it? God damn it. Let's take a look. <sighs> yeah, 35. No, this is 35. Shit. Episode 35. <laughs> Telltale Heart. Short story being on Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you guys again. Nate Chicone the third. And I'm out. Mother. Whoa. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Spare fingers. Yes.